Have you ever thought that every single choice you make affects your life now and in the future? My name is Jared Kite, and I'm a five-element acupuncture master and psychotherapist. Over the past 35 years, I've worked with thousands of people coming for help with everything you could ever imagine. What fascinates me the most is what seems to be a distinct lack of awareness around the choices we make and the implications of those choices, for better or for worse. In this podcast series, we're examining the power of choice, that by consciously choosing how we think, how we feel, the actions we take, all shape our lives and our future. So if you're ready for some hard-hitting, heartbreaking interviews with people about their choices, join me here on The Power of Choice. This is the second bonus audio in uh, our first series, and this one is looking at the winter, the season of winter. This associates with the water element. Winter, for me personally, was always um, something I dreaded. I loved the summer. And uh, the idea of descending into the dark colds and flicking through, as we used to in the old days, brochures, dreaming of the summer, that all changed when I went to acupuncture school and learnt about the water element and the season winter and the power of this season and the benefits of this season. So I hope you enjoyed this audio. I think it will give you a good taste of the mystery and magic of this wonderful, wonderful season. Can you hear this? The relentless, monotonous sound of water. This fountain moves all year round. The sound of water, round and round and round. It's something we take for granted. And particularly now in winter, when there's less foliage around and it's generally quieter and the days are shorter, the sound of the water in the fountain is stronger and stronger and it really gives you this sense of time passing. For something that doesn't change, a continuum, on and on and on and on. It's kind of hypnotic. I mean, we have it here because we like it. For some reason we resonate with this sound. <clears throat> and yet when you really pay attention to it, it's quite boring. It's just doing the same thing the whole time with tiny variations. But for some reason, we resonate with this sound. We choose to have this kind of sound around us. We go to the ocean and we hear the waves crashing in and pulling back and crashing in. Or we sit by a river and we're aware of the ripples going by. So we, for some reason, resonate with this hypnotic, continuous sound. And what this actually tells us is that life is a continuum. Life is something that just keeps going and going and going. And what we know about the water element is that there's only one amount of water, and that water is transforming from one thing to another, from ice to fluid water, up to clouds, to rain, down the mountainside, 
waterfalls, every kind of variation of water you can imagine. So we on some level understand that water never begins and never ends. It's just constantly changing. And for us, that's very reassuring. It tells us that if that's true of water, that's true of us too, because we are water. We're essentially a skin bag full of water with various organs, officials within us doing various activities, but they're all the outcome of the water. And in this season of winter, we become more aware of it. We become more aware of it because there are less distractions. There's less light. So we go within, we become aware of our own breath, we become aware of being alone, we become aware of nighttime in a way that maybe we don't other times of the year. We become more aware of our internal world because of the cold on the outside. So here in this part of the world, it's still lovely and sunny during the winter. You have lovely sunny days, even warm days. But as soon as the sun goes down, the cold kicks in. Freezing, freezing cold. There's no cloud cover, and so you really feel the bite of winter. And you realize that this season is a season that tells us to withdraw, to go inside and be quiet. So the water and winter tell us to stop. This sound, this relentless sound, is hypnotic in the way that it kind of tells us, pay attention and just be still and notice this, this, this feeling that it evokes. There's something reassuring about it. It keeps going. So in winter, we know that nature stops. In autumn, the leaves have fallen from the trees. There are winds, there's change, there's a whole lot of activity and we clear up and we make ready and we clear out the gutters and we do all kinds of things to get ready for the winter. Because we know that historically, winter was a very dangerous time for people. It's a time when people died. It's a time when people didn't have enough food, didn't have enough clothing, didn't have appropriate housing, and they were at risk of dying. So it was a scary time of year for people. And it's only a few generations back that that was a very real thing. So it's still within us. But also, our whole body and mind does a gear change from being a more external being to looking out and doing things externally to moving inwards. And that transition for many people is quite scary. To suddenly be with yourself, to have to go back and ask, who am I? What was last year about? What's next year going to be about? But to not know because it's dark and there's nothing to tell us. So the landscape is bare, everything is emphasized. The power of uh, water is emphasis because in winter, the trees are emphasized. We see the actual structure of the trees and that's a mirror of us. We see who we really are. We're stripped bare down to our bare bones. The Chinese say, bake your bones in the summer, freeze them in the winter. This idea that cold has a real value to us. It, 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 it strengthens us through its power to condense us. And the winter and the water is about deep rest, about a deep, intense, powerful experience within. And we need to have this to be ready for the spring. 
So nature tells us to stop. It says, have a rest. It shows us. It says, I'm having a rest, have a rest. What do we do? We keep going. Not everyone, of course, but many of us ignore the season. We turn on the heating, we turn on the lights, we're still going out to restaurants, we're still busy running around, we're still working long hours, and we ignore the season at our own peril. Because the season is telling us you need to rest, just like nighttime is a time to rest. So the water element explains to us that water has to settle. This constant movement here is because it's been set up that way. It's to bring from the reservoirs down and to bring the water to irrigate the plants, to bring life, to give drinking water and so on. But what we know in nature is that water has different stages. It has a time of movement and a time of stillness. A time of movement and stillness. And that's true for us too. We need to have that balance of movement and stillness. Without the stillness, it's impossible for us to regenerate. And much like a battery has to be able to recharge itself, so do we. And winter is the season that we recharge. So there's a wonderful line in the Huangdi Neijing, which is the ancient classic of internal medicine, and it's the Bible of five element acupuncture. And it says, water holds the memory of the divine. Water holds the memory of the divine. The divine means the Tao. It means the source, the origin of everything that we know in nature. And so this element is anchored into the divine. It's anchored into reality. So it's astonishing when you think that the very element that is connected to the source is almost entirely the totality of us. And this is what keeps us safe, it keeps us feeling okay in ourselves, it keeps us feeling reassured that we are okay no matter what. So as long as the water element is functioning well within us, as long as the, 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 the bladder and the kidney, the two officials are working well, we have this deep sense of being okay, a reassuring sense that even when we're approaching death, we're still okay. People get frightened of illness and terrible things happening, but on some level, People are not frightened of dying, generally. Unless, of course, there is a problem with the functioning of the kidney and the bladder, and that deep reassurance is no longer there to support the person in their mental processes and their physical process and their spiritual connection. So water is life-sustaining. It keeps us alive. We cannot live without it. And that's very reassuring for us. So as long as we have water, we feel okay. As long as when we turn the tap on, water comes out, we feel okay. As long as we can turn the shower on and wash, we feel okay. But imagine if that stopped happening. Imagine if suddenly there was the most incredible drought and water became such a precious commodity that we feared we wouldn't have it tomorrow. It would completely change the way that we feel about ourselves, our life and everything we do. In fact, the whole cycle will break down the wood would no longer grow, there'd be no fire, there'd be no harvest, there'd be no autumn. And so we take water for granted generally. Of course there are people in the world that suffer terrible droughts and they don't take it for granted. And there are many charities that go out specifically to help because we recognize that water is the most valuable commodity, more valuable than gold, more valuable than oil, because it is the thing that keeps us alive. And beyond just the material aspect, we have a very special relationship with water, whether we consciously know it or not. 
So when the power of water or the lack of the presence of water is there, and this is for patients who have a diagnosis in water, it means they don't have that natural ability to bring the water in, to manage it, to make sure the reserves of water are there. They go into what we call in the business a water panic. They literally start to panic. The feeling is, can I get through today? Will I get through the night? Am I going to be okay? Am I going to get sick? Is it okay to go out? What if the plane crashes? Or what about if a spider comes in? You see all kinds of phobias emerging in the mind because the deep feeling is, I don't have enough, I can't keep going. So when we look at the water element and how it affects our mind or our thinking, in some ways it's, it's all about the mind. The brain is considered to be the marrow within a bone, the skull is a bone, and the water element facilitates the natural flow of life within us. And we know that our mind is a series of thoughts that flow, words that flow together. So what we see with someone who's struggling, where the water is drying up, where the power of water is no longer there, you see that the thoughts don't flow easily. You get this slight jarring motion. You also hear it in the sound and the voice, that there's a, a hesitation and then too many words at once. So you feel this interrupted flow and the mind is really just not oiled properly. It's not lubricated properly. So it's difficult to think things through. Whereas when it's working well, thoughts just flow easily. You can think about anything. You can go from one thing to the next. Everything is easy. You can imagine things and think about mathematical things, then be creative. That's what the water does for us mentally. It gives us that huge flexibility to flow in and out of different ideas and different things. What we also know about the water element is it's extremely powerful. It is the most powerful element of all of them. When we think about what water can do to rock, over years, it breaks rock down. When you go to a beach and you look at each individual grain of sand, this has been worn down by water over billions of years. So we see this enduring quality, this powerful, powerful quality to break things down, to change things, to move things along. So this happens within us too. The water gives us that ambition and drive, the will to be who we are and succeed. On a spiritual level, it is about our personal identity. Our identity is a unique being in the world. We are all gifted with this unique strand that enables us to contribute to the world in our own unique way. And that identity is very important to us. We need to be able to say, I am, and know what that means, and to bring that I am-ness into the world around us. And it's the water that does that. It's the deep reserves of who we are, building and building and then moving into the woods to come into the world. So the water element really is about knowledge, but not the knowledge we have up here, not information. It's knowledge with a capital K. It's to know the truth. The power of water I mentioned earlier is emphasis. What, what, what happens in winter and the water 
is it reveals, it emphasizes the truth. It shows us what's underneath the surface. In winter, everything is exposed. In winter, we retreat within ourselves and we have to face ourselves. We have to face things we may not want to look at. But that gives us knowledge. It gives us a deep sense of I know who I am. And when you have that internal knowledge, when you return to yourself, you can then see yourself and that information is then passed on to be realized in the spring in the wood element. So to know oneself is everything that the kidney offers us. The kidney knows where we come from. It holds our ancestry. It holds the essence of all the ancestors that went before, everything that they've done, everything they experienced, everything they learned in life. That is passed down to us. We are a treasure chest of ancestral knowledge, information and experience. And that is to be absolutely treasured. And that is what we call the essences, the essence of life, the essence of us. It's held deep within us. It is released as the egg and the sperm to be passed on to future generations. But it is to be protected and preserved. And that is what winter does. The cold comes in and preserves life. Although it is frightening and it will kill off something that isn't, isn't able to survive, it pres preserves what's really important. It's like an envelope of cold that comes down. The virtue associated with the water element is wisdom. And wisdom is accumulated experience. We learn through life, through experience. Every year that goes by, we learn new lessons. We do things differently and we learn again. And there is this cycle of evolving knowledge and experience that we then call wisdom. So the old man or the old lady are wise. In ancient cultures or in Eastern cultures, there's still respect for the elders because the elders are seen as housing, uh, as conserving this experience that we as, as a, a younger generation can go to and say, please share with us your experience. It's the same concept as the ancestors, but that comes down through us. So the water element makes us clever. And clever is an interesting word. What is it to be clever versus intelligent? So it's just a word, but intelligence is really how we process things. Are we able to work things out? Can we, can we work out a mathematical equation? Can we think about things? But cleverness is much more instinctive. To be clever doesn't mean you've learnt anything necessarily. And that's where we come to the fight or flight aspect of the water. Because the water is about survival. How do we survive? We're given this opportunity of a life and our responsibility is to live our life and to survive the full length of our life. So the Chinese said we had 100 years. That's the gift that we have. And our responsibility is to survive 100 years and to be clever in how we do that. And it's the water element that gives us that cleverness. It gives us that ability to respond quickly when we see danger to pause and reflect on something when we need to. So when the water is strong, we have this ease and we have this ability to dip into our reserves, see what we know deep down below, make contact with the ancestors as we take our next step forward as the water gives rise to the wood. The associated emotion 
with water and winter is fear. And as I've already said, it makes sense because it's a scary time of year. It's a time when many people died. Even today, with diseases and influenza and all kinds of other viral problems, people fear the winter because typically people, their immune systems dip in the winter because the energy has gone deep within. So it makes sense that fear is the associated emotion. But the fear really is of not existing. It's really the fear of death itself. And death, if we don't have contact with what water teaches us, is that it's an endless cycle, is the end of the road. And that is a terrifying thought. And of course it is just a thought, because in this tradition, what nature tells us is there is no beginning or end. It is a cycle that repeats and repeats and repeats. So if we're to believe in this cycle, it's telling us that we are limitless, we are eternal. And that's what the water gives us. It means that we can get on with our life and not be fearful. But of course, people are terrified. They're terrified of all kinds of things. And that can be disabling for some people. It can really stop them living their life to the full. What can happen is that the person can go from such deep, deep fear that they flip into fearlessness. And we see this with patients that come to us, that the first impression of them is that they're jumpy, nervous, they're watching everything you do, their voice is burbling along, they're kind of holding onto their chair. And yet, the way they manifest in the world are these ambitious, driven people, relentless. Nothing stops them. Successful, creating, extraordinary people. These are the, the, the great achievers. These are the people that have so much will and drive that people latch onto them and go for the ride. But the reality is, this is not sustainable. You cannot be on the run the whole time. There is stillness and there is movement. And when we look at what's between fear and fearlessness, what we see in the middle is calm and peace. And what the water element really gives us and what winter gives us is some respite. It gives us an opportunity to really feel the neutrality, the peace, the stillness, but ultimately to go inside and become more acquainted with ourselves. Thank you for listening to the Power of Choice podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast and found it valuable, please consider subscribing, leaving a rating or a review. Do join me next time on the Power of Choice with me, Jared Kite.